Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Industrial Theory. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I am so glad you are here today. I have the one and only Jimmy Peck, who is the general manager of MPAW Industrial Services, on the show today. He was my very first podcast guest when I started this uh, three years ago, uh, this month. So I am so excited to have him back on. And we're going to talk about the WJTA uh, Conference and Expo that's coming up here in November, uh, hopefully getting you excited uh, for co to come. And we're going to talk about the training program and all kinds of fun stuff. Jimmy is just such a fun guy. I love my conversations with him. And so you're going to really enjoy this episode. Even if you are overseas and not coming to the show, I think it'll be really interesting and fun to listen to. So hang tight and I'll be right back with Jimmy. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I have Jimmy Peck with me, the one only. So glad you're here, Jimmy. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Uh, I think you said like uh, almost three years ago. Three years did, ago. We did our first uh, podcast or you did your first, or was it your first podcast? You were my first, very first guest. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was fun. So it's fun to be back. This is good. Oh, I'm so glad you're back. Um, you know, it was interesting when we recorded, we've really upgraded now. I had, remember I had that little recorder with like the two little microphones. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've come a long way. <laughs> well, it's so great to have you back and especially to celebrate our three three years of uh, of industrial theory. And I want to talk to you about WJTA. We've got the WJTA show that's coming up uh, in November. And I thought we should just, you know, let everybody know how amazing it's going to be. So are you, how excited are you about the WJTA well, show? I'm very excited. We're less than a month away and, and uh, it's been two years since we, well, three years, I guess, since we had a show. 2019 was our last show, and uh, and that one was awesome. And unfortunately, we had to kind of bail in 2020 and 2021 for, for obvious reasons. I'm not even going to talk about the P word, but um excited to be back. And, and I, uh, you know, I think there's going to be three years of catch-up for everybody, so it'll be awesome. Yeah, so the last that I heard from Peter, I think you were on the call too, was that uh, already attendance is is just over what 2019 was, was, which was our biggest year. So I think we're expecting it to be pretty amazing. Yeah, we're dropping 2019, which is pretty amazing. I, I, I you know, I've, I've heard a lot of horror stories about trade shows out there and kind of what attendance looks like uh, today versus three years ago. And, and But I do think this one's going to be a little bit different because I think our industry, asset owners, contractors, suppliers, um, are hungry to get back together, network, show off the latest and greatest technology, um, the education sessions, the networking. Um, you know, I, I think everybody's looking forward to all that. Yeah, and I'm really excited because I think we're getting more exposure with uh, with asset owners, and that we're going to have pretty good attendance, uh, certainly on the education sessions, which we can talk a little bit about, but. You know, I think having that dynamic with 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 having more asset owners participate is a really really good thing for our industry. I do too, and I I I I've done a couple uh, uh, letters in the Jet News about this. Um, about if you're a contractor or if you're a supplier or if you're another fellow asset owner, get your peers and your customers, get them there. It's it's important. I mean, we're planning on having a uh, a, a pretty um, influential 
player, asset owner in the EV market, attending um, pulp, a couple pulp and paper customers. And, and the cool thing about some of those are that's not the usual refinery petrochem asset owners that we've had there, which is awesome. You know, and it's really easy for, for a lot of those Gulf Coast yeah. refinery petrochem folks to get to New Orleans. Um, but, but to get some folks to travel, um, to, to come into the show, I think is, is important, but it's the only way that ultimately we'll accomplish our mission is to get every industry to buy into what we're doing. I love it. I love it. Well, that's why we do the asset owner track. So we had the asset owner track. We did our first year in 2019 and then had a great lineup ready for, for 2020. And then of course that was all canceled, uh, with the P word that we're not talking about. Um, but I, um, I am really excited about this year's asset owner track. And one thing that's going to be different this year, um, and we did it in 2019, we only let asset owners in because we want them to have an opportunity to, you know, to, to tell us what they, what they, what their issues are, what they want to see from the WJTA and to learn from each other. But we got overwhelming response from both asset owners and contractors saying, Hey, I want to be in the, I want contractors in those sessions and I want to be in those sessions to hear what my customers have to say from the contractors contracting side. So this year we're going to open it up and we've got five amazing speakers. In fact, I think all but one of them, Hans Bork will be from Dow is going to be there. Uh, but I think all of them are new presenters in that asset wow, owner track. That's awesome. um, and it's, and it's asset owners who are, are presenting. So I'm really, well, really well, excited I, about that. That's awesome. And I know this is your podcast, so you probably won't say this. So I will. But you deserve a lot of the credit for putting this uh, this asset owner track together and driving that engagement and that activity. So thank you for for all you've done to drive that since 2019 and making it even better this year. Thanks, thanks. Well, I love the education, the boot camp sessions. Um, it's fun to chair that committee and put together some really great uh, sessions. But I will say that, you know, we had a, a new board basically come on. I mean, I think there was what yeah. seven or eight new board members that came on yeah. and really having, um, uh, a lot of, of people who are really engaged with asset owners, like Bill Shaw, for example, uh, is on the board with Evergreen, but he's really involved with Houston area safety council and Houston business round table. And, you know, and same thing with, with, D Green from DeBusk, they are really helping to bring in asset owners as well. So I think mm -hmm. having this board that is like really excited about the future of what we're working on and really getting their customers involved in the industry. Of course, you um, bringing people in from from the Midwest is great. So it's not just Gulf Coast representation. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's made a big difference. Like it's a big team effort that that we've got going on with the board. I, I totally agree. And and really, if you're watching, which I'm sure you are, everybody watches uh, this podcast um, because of the host. But if you're watching... All you, buddy. All you. <laughs> if you're watching, go to the show, November 1st through the 3rd uh, in New Orleans. It's going to be fun. Um, if you didn't catch anything from the last few uh, seconds there... There's going to be lots of asset owners there. There's more asset owners, which AKA customers to contractors and suppliers like, like Carrie and I, uh, more asset owners there than ever before. If there was ever a draw and a reason to be there, that's it. There's lots of other reasons. That's just kind of a, a basic reason, but lots of other reasons to be there. Uh, like over the last three years, all the developments that have happened, 
with training uh, and certification through the WJTA, which I know was something you mentioned a, a few minutes ago, Carrie, about possibly talking about um, there's been the, uh, the the activities with the, the asset owners, not just for the show, but also asset owner uh, track, uh, education track. I know you can piece out some of this together. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and lots of other stuff. So there's going to be, uh, there's been updates and revisions to some of the, uh, the owner's book. Um, so tons of things that have happened over the last three years going on down there. As usual, we'll have the live demos, um, lots of networking activities. Um, I, I always worry, or lately, not always, but lately about this show in particular. And I know we're tracking close to 2019 numbers, but I always worry that um, we, that it's been three years since people were there and they don't really remember all the benefits of being down there and connecting with our industry and everything that comes out of that. So uh, I, I think it's a duty for all of us that are, that are members of the WJTA and engaged and care about this industry at all to make sure that we're out there and reminded folks to get signed up and registered. Yep. Great pitch. Love it. Come to the, come to the show. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to see people. All right. Let's talk about training and certification because we've made a lot of progress. We've got so many good things that are going on. Um, and I know that you've just put some of, uh, of your teammates through the WJTA field, uh, verification training. So we talk a little bit about what your experience has been like, like what's going well, what is it? Absolutely. You know, my first uh, WJTA board meeting that I came to flying the wall, just listening to, to you and the team sort of giving an update on training. That was probably six years ago, or five or six years ago. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of the, of the hydroblasting uh, foundational and field verification uh, training. So it's been out for a few years now. And, um, you know, we continue to get buying in, uh, overall, the perception, uh, has been that if you're in the golf close to the health and safety council, you know, you're plugged in relatively easy, um, you know, and for, if you're not in that area, it's a little bit more challenging and kudos to, to some of the suppliers. Uh, I know, you know, a gentleman named Frank Romito, uh, and he came from a contractor organization. And uh, he drove it very hard. Um, David Beckham, who's on the board uh, and, and runs Augusta Industrial, uh, he's engaged in buying into it. Now, I'm using those two as examples because they are not predominantly Gulf Coast based. And uh, so I think that's admirable. And, and it has been a challenge for MPW, who has no presence in the Gulf Coast for industrial services, industrial cleaning. It has been a little bit of a challenge, but the Health and Safety Council, WJTA, uh, and our and our folks here at MPW, our health, our training and development folks, um, along with Frank, who who went out of his way, came here, made a visit, to audit our site and audit our training, and and really ended up uh, just taking us to to a really good place. Um, uh, you know that. We, we are now poised to sort of enter the next phase, which is a revamp of all of our, our, our new hired training. And our new hired training is going to essentially consist of um, a welcome to FPW, 
component, mm-hmm. cultural NPV component. Um, and then the, the either OSHA 10, depending on what part of the country you're in, either OSHA 10 or safety essentials, uh, which is a branded, uh, health and safety council, um, safety course. And then the uh, foundational training for, uh, hydroblasting and industrial vacuuming. So, um, that's going to be kind of our components, the four components that make up our new hire training at this point. And then we will roll them out of that into the field verification. I don't think we have the field verification rolled out for industrial vacuum yet, but the foundation, right? Yes. That's right. Yep. That's right. And so, uh, you know, I, you obviously have been doing this for a long time. Uh, MPW is celebrating its 50th birthday this year, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yes, so happy, happy birthday, MPW. Uh, but tell, you know, I think a lot of people today, okay, hey, I, a lot of contractors would say, I have training. And I'm sure, you know, you've been in that in that boat too. What was your biggest, like, aha of, of, of doing the WJTA training and now working it into your overall training program? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know, it's a whole bunch of things. There's not necessarily one aha moment that led to that, but, um, I, I would say that, that, you know, for, for those of you, for those of you that don't know, and I know you do, the owner of MPW, Marlon Black, uh, one of his isms is, uh, we're only as good as our weakest player. Our industry is only as good as the weakest player. So, um, he has kind of instilled that in me for 30 plus years. Um, relative to this industry, and uh, it's really one of the it's really one of the passions that I have for the WJTA uh, is is if we want to be a respected industry, a safe industry, a skilled industry, uh, we have to care about every player, starting with the weakest and elevating everybody up. And I know that's really kind of the mission of the WJTA. Um, so it, it really started with that being exposed to the WJTA show, um, and, and, uh, as a member, uh, I think was really like a collective aha moment where I was able to say like, we are good at a lot of things and our training is great, but there's an industry standard out there that is, a, that is a little bit better and, and, uh, it will allow us if we plug into that. It will also allow us to take some of those resources that were devoted to that and redevote them to some more advanced training or uh, to some manager manager development, first line leader development, some of those things. So we were able to kind of plug into what the Health and Safety Council and the WJTA did, and then redirect some of those resources that were tied to that to a more strategic uh, goal. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really important. And in, interestingly, you know, you're going to be on the panel with uh, with two other asset owners and Bill Shaw, and we're going to be talking about some of the, the challenges the industry faces. And and I think what people are going to really hear, especially from the asset owners, is that they want standardized training, right? They want to say they want to know that all the operators on their sites are trained to some standard. And yeah. it should be the WJTA. And I think, I think people are going to hear that loud and clear. And yeah. obviously the training pro- program will uh, take off faster if we have asset owners requiring it. But I think there's going to be more and more 
um, I don't know, more and more demand, more and more requests from asset owners for, for standardized training of their contractors. So uh, I, I think it's a really relevant timing. Thank you. I, I do think there's going to be more demand for it, uh, especially for those customers who have roots or ties to the Gulf Coast um, as it continues to kind of spread down there. I also encourage every contractor that's listening uh, to, to evaluate the program. Think about the idea of what, what, what resources are you devoting to new hired training right now? And what else did you be doing with them if you were able to plug into the, the foundational training and the, and the field verification through the Health and Safety Council and the WJTF? Because I, I would love to see, I, I know that a lot of progress is going to be made by asset owners demanding training, but I, I, would, I think it would be even more awesome to see contractors saying, I don't want to sign up for this. This is a good investment for me. Just like it's a good investment to buy tools from you or pumps from somebody else, or yeah. you know, it's an investment in my people to, to plug into that resource um, that ultimately is the best standards for our industry. So yeah. I think awesome. Unfortunately, I do know that Customer mandates and, and all that stuff is probably going to be what moves the needle the most. But I think it'd be awesome if, as collectively as a as an industry, we we just said this is the standard we're going to hold our ourselves to. Yeah, you're so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's just because I'm on here with you. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I really appreciate working with you, um, Jimmy, and 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 everybody on the board. I think we have an awesome board right now. But yeah. that we can, you know, that we take off our organization's hat hats and we put on WJTA and really think about what's best for the association and how the association is supporting and advancing the industry. And and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's why obviously Stony just so committed to the WJTA and and we provide, you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours towards the organization to, you know, to support it and, and advancing these things. So I, I agree with you 110% that, that we all make up this industry and that we all need to, to say, Hey, I have a responsibility to make it better. Yeah. And, and wouldn't you say that it's had a positive impact on you and your organization as well? I, I mean, I, I don't know, whatever you call that karma or, you know, uh, that the idea that, investing those resources in our industry, which, which some people might think is counterintuitive, you know, I'll just keep my training. My training's better than everybody. I'll keep it over here. My equipment better than everybody. I'll, I'll keep it over here. I don't want anybody to see my equipment, you know, and, and all that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, engaging in the WJTA and, 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 and sort of plugging into that energy and innovation and, and that spirit is is awesome. I, I I've been talking to Marlon Black, the owner of MPW, a few times here uh, over the last week or so, and and a couple of those conversations have been relative to the WJZA. And as you mentioned, MPW is fifty years old. His comment was, "The WJZA had a part to play in that fifty-year story." You know, I mean, the standards, the 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 training, the 
the innovation, the tooling, the, the engineering, the, the health and safety, the best practices, all that, uh, you know, were shamelessly adopted by him over the last 40 years. You know, next year, I don't know if a lot of people know this yet, we will start in, in January, but next year, WJTA turns 40. Yes. So it's going to be a fun, fun year next year, too. Totally agree. Totally agree. And you know, the other great thing, I, I was literally just having a conversation, as you know, we, we just, uh, Sony just acquired Teradon and Terry Sr. and Terry Jr. are here. And right before I came up, because I told them I was coming to interview you, we talked about the benefit of, <clears throat> of being part of the WJTA and, and, and how fulfilling it is and, and how we're proud that, that we can be a part of, of advancing the industry forward. But the other really great thing about getting involved and having your employees be involved is it's great for them. Yeah. Every one of my employees who's involved with a committee or, you know, like, like Frank Romito, who's really driving the training program now, Michaela, who built it, they have all gained such great experience getting to know people in the industry, understanding the broader industry better. They are better at their jobs. They mm -hmm. are better at providing customer service. They're better at understanding the unique challenges that face our industry because of their involvement. It's such a good, like professional development investment in your people. It is. It is. It is. And, and I, and I will, I will piggyback on that because, uh, I noticed that with myself over the last six years or whatever, just the, the, the exposure that you get with that group down there and, and, uh, and, and I think it will just continue to grow. But um, typically, over the last couple of decades, we've taken eight to 10 people to the yeah. show. And a pick, you know, hey, there's always next year. So let's just do eight to 10. Um, this year, we actually cut out another sort of annual event that we do, a manager meeting. And we actually reinvested, are reinvesting those dollars into sending over 30 people to the show. So... Yeah, and that's really just because of what you just said. That we, we really get to accomplish being down there as a team, being down there together. So that's awesome. But that that management development piece and kind of getting out of your NPW bubble or your Stone Age bubble or whatever, and and you know, and, and being exposed to that is just uh, it, it's it's awesome because you get down there and you realize this is another millennialism, by the way that you realize not, we're not quite as good as we think we are. You know, there are people out here who are doing some things better than us. And, and so it gives you that little aha moment, humbling moment. And, and, uh, you learn a lot through that. Yeah, I agree with you. That's why I love competition. I think having competition makes you so much better. Uh, and I know a lot of people don't share that, right. There's like this, you know, battle that's out there and, and competitors hate each other. And it's just not the way that, that, that I operate. I, I love going to the show and, and, and I think, you know, being on the board where you, you know, we have competitors, uh, mm. there and we all just talk and get along and, and, you know, push each other to be better. That's a great thing. Yeah, yeah it is. I agree. There is. It, it really is a place where you leave that uh, that unhealthy competition at the door, and and you and you come in and and really kind of focus for the the higher mission. So it's awesome. Yeah.
Good. All right. Well, I think every, if everybody is listening, I can't imagine that they don't want to go after listening to us talk about how fantastic it's going to yeah. be. So hopefully we if did our not, job. If not, call this number below. This is my <laughs> number and there's Carrie's number. If, if you still are not sure about whether you want to go, call this number right here. You watch way too many late night infomercials, Jimmy. I really don't, but I've seen that before, so I hope you're able to do something with that. Can you put a number in there now? Oh, we can can do something fun, for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Well, Jimmy, as always, it's such a pleasure to uh, have you on the show and to catch up with you. And uh, and I'm honored to share our the third anniversary, third year anniversary of having you back on. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, and congratulations on the Teradarn acquisition and partnership there. And and uh, please tell the the Grimms family and the team that I said hello to. I will will definitely do that. Uh, awesome. Awesome. All right. Hang tight, everybody. I'll be right back. All right, everyone, I am back. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jimmy. I hope to see you in New Orleans. And as always, if you like this podcast, please write a review, rate it, subscribe to it, share it with a friend. We love to get these stories uh, from our industry out there. There's so many amazing people doing amazing things. And the more you share this podcast, the broader reach that we have and the better people understand our industry. So With that, I will leave you until next month. I hope you have a very, very safe day. Take care.